from University Athletics. This is the Burnham Up podcast. Burnham Up is brought to you by McDonald's. Now let's join your host, Carmen Lastoria and Philip Tang. And we're back with another episode of the Burnham Up podcast. Philip Tang, Carmen Lastoria, and as always, we're brought to you by McDonald's. Be sure to subscribe, like, and leave a comment. So who who do you want coming on the show besides Carmen and I choosing a guest every week? If you have an idea for someone to be on the show, let us know. Yeah, we sure. want to hear from the thousands upon <laughs> thousands of fans out there. No, we've gotten great feedback, though, in all seriousness, about the podcast throughout the first few episodes here. And so we're really excited about that. Thank you, everybody, who has already subscribed. And, uh, yeah, we would love to hear from you. So let us know uh, who, you wanna, who you want to hear and see on the podcast. But we've got a very special guest this week. Yeah, we're going off and running pun intended that time with Silas Eckenrode here. A professional in his craft, <laughs> folks. They had the opening meet comment of the season. Yep. Went to a Division One meet at North Alabama, and both the guys and the girls team absolutely crushed it this week. The men's team finished fourth. The women's team finished in seventh. Beat some SEC schools along the way. You know, I've tried to tell people for a number of years now that uh, the Flames are greater than the SEC, right? And so I think we proved that on Saturday. But, yes, we are pleased to be joined by Silas Eckenrode, who is a senior now. Uh, I'm actually a graduate. Grad student. I was going to say, yes, you, you've been around for a few years. but uh, <laughs> I'm old now. So. Men's cross country and track and field runner. And Silas, uh, first of all, thanks so much for coming on the program. I, I do obviously want to touch on the great performance that you had and the team had on Saturday. But first of all, it just seems like each and every year you have gotten better in this program. And that happens to a lot of our athletes, which of course is a tribute uh, to the coaching staff and uh, the support staff here. But what do you think has been the biggest reason for, you know, your climb over the last couple of years? You, you just kind of continue to get better and better as each year goes on. Yeah, I would say number one is Coach Morgan. Coach Morgan has been my my rock in all this. He's helped me grow and develop as a runner in my background with running. I mean, running was my third sport in high school. Didn't really do it a whole lot. Um, wasn't a year-round. Okay, what was the first two then? Runner. So I played football and basketball in high school. There you go. Okay. And so those were my focus, and I just ran to kind of stay in shape. And so then coming to college, I walked on and started at a very low spot and ended up leaving the team after the first semester. And then ran into Coach Morgan in the street one day, and he was like, hey, we'd love to have you back. So wow, there <laughs> here you go. I am, and <laughs> I've been progressing every year from then on. So. Well, yeah. how did how was your football and basketball career? Was there something you wanted to look at doing in college, or did you, did you realize this wasn't for me? So, I mean, I'm this short, skinny guy, you know, like 5'9". Uh, I played point guard in high school, so I thought I could maybe get away with um, playing basketball, but I just knew I got a really bad concussion my senior year playing football. And after that, I just knew it wasn't something that I would want to continue to pursue in college so figured running why not <laughs> now I can I can attest to Silas's basketball skills you know so I, I saw him hoop a little bit there oh, yeah. uh, in our college <laughs> ministry a few months Here back like he, he's got some games so all right Silas <laughs> let's look at this Saturday obviously I, I know you guys were itching to get the season going yeah and you're, you're running at uh, John Hunt Park there which is a familiar track in Huntsville uh, we've won some GSE championships there before it was hosted by North Alabama so really a showcase of of top Division two talent along with D1 talent, as we mentioned. 
And uh, you guys were right in the mix. You finished fourth uh, behind Alabama, Kentucky, and Georgia Tech. So we've all heard of those programs, right? (laughs) Uh, You were the top finisher, uh, 24 minutes, 4 seconds, you know, 24.04.5, 14th out of 360 Mm -hmm. finishers. Man, what was – and and by the way, a total team record for the total time. And so it just goes to prove the depth of this year's team as well. But, uh, man, what was working for you there on Saturday? How'd that feel? I mean, it was just fun to get out there and race, finally. It's been a long time coming this season. We don't race at Nationals until December. Yeah. That's when we're scheduled to meet um, since it's festival year. So it's just yeah, kinda, everything pushed back a little yeah, bit. It nor- was, normally you would already ran by now. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, we're two weeks behind, so it was just we were all itching to get out there and race. And it was just fun, you know, just looking around. No, no expectations, really, and we – we even, I mean, I feel like we exceeded the expectations that coach had for us, but coach just said, go out there and run. And we ended up running very close together as a group. Some of us weren't aware where um, anyone else on the team was, but we ended up finishing one right behind the other pretty much. I think the biggest gap was like eight seconds between like maybe two of our guys, but 27 second spread you can't be you can't be mad about that i I had several friends that were former cross-country runners reach out they're like that's Mm -hmm. just ridiculous what you guys were able to do for an 8k this early on in the season especially that's just you know that spread is almost unheard of for that first first meet yeah yeah total team effort certainly and uh you know talk a little bit about and obviously the women that we'll talk about the women here in a little Mm -hmm. bit but they had a great showing as well but you know, obviously, you were you were pretty close with Christian. He was a, yeah. uh, you know, we throw this word around a lot in sports, but obviously, legendary kind mm-hmm. of suits what he was. Just amazing accomplishments from national championships to what he was able to do both in cross country and yeah. track and field. So, what has been the challenge in order to say, okay, we we've kind of got to find a new identity now? Obviously, he was the leader of the team for so many years. We used to joke with him all the time yep. that like he should have a doctorate degree by the time he <laughs> graduates here. So, uh, how have you kind of taken on that leadership role, and how has the identity of the team changed a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely different not having the low stick to count on every yeah. time. So we. Because Christian would just go up there and run, and then we'd all follow behind him eventually, <laughs> maybe like 20, 30 seconds behind him. But, yeah, it's just – it's been a collective effort. Um, I can't take any credit for it. I've just been kind of taking charge in the workouts more or less and, mm-hmm. like, noticing every individual because everybody on the team counted. And that kind of showed because, I mean, if our fi- if our number five runner would have fell back, our number six was right there. Right. And so that kind of team mentality instead of just letting – Christian go ahead and like we'll just we'll focus on our own race back here I mean we we ran together for the most part and that was kind of the key to the success so far yeah I think in some ways right it it almost pushes you not to say I mean obviously you know anybody would love to have Christian up there finishing you know winning these (laughs) winning these meets but I, I think it pushes each one of you to recognize that you know we've all got to collectively be better and and I think yeah. it showcases the depth Hayden Judge uh you know was awarded the GSC award yep. this uh, weekly award this past week uh for what he was able to do as a um you know freshman coming back and uh you know it just goes to prove the depth of this team so yeah. um 
Let me ask you about that team a little bit, kind of off the course here. So who is, uh, who's the guy that you can always count on to you know, crack the joke or keep uh, everybody light, maybe in the, in the nervous moments before the race or after the race or when you're just warming up? Who's, who's that guy? Yeah, that would definitely be a Don Rodriguez. He okay. just, he's, always, <laughs> he's always having a good time and just always there for the humor. And we, we made a joke about that because we did team superlatives. Okay. Thomas Kelton thought that he should get it, but then Don ended up getting it. So there was a big thing there. But, yeah, he, he likes to keep it keep things light before the race and having that positive mentality going into it. A lot of guys, their first 8K gets stressed out. But, sure. I mean, we just kind of chill out, make sure everybody's relaxed and focused on the race. So. I was going to say, you guys have a good balance of younger and older runners this year. Yeah. How the young guys kind of adapted, you know, trying to keep it loose and not get too stressed out about that first 8K. How, how have they adapted? Yeah, I mean, Stephen Clark, a lot of credit to him. He was a basketball player in high school. He came in. Um, we weren't sure if he was going to redshirt or not. He ran 25-18, which is a lot faster than what I ran my freshman <laughs> year. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, he just he had a stellar performance, um, and we were all very impressed with that. Two of our, so- well, our second years, uh, Hayden Judge and Aaron, Aaron Himes, both ran in the top five. Hayden was three, Aaron was four. So that just kind of goes to show you they're, they're young, but they're stepping in very quickly. And I feel like we can see that follow suit in the next few years as well. Now, one of the things that I know has been a a joy for you as someone who has been with the program for so many years is you've been able to experience both what the program was like before the Raycon Mm -hmm. Sports Complex and that great uh, facility that you guys get to train at and host meets at in the spring. And so uh, how has it been to be able to have that space, to have your own space? Certainly you guys deserve it, right? You had so much success prior to having this state-of-the-art facility and you get rewarded for that. So it's got to be pretty cool for you as a as yeah. an older student athlete now to be able to experience that. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been great so far to have that experience and to be in the in-between because then that allows me to not take it for granted because sure. I feel like a lot of the younger guys, that this is all they'll know. Mm-hmm. But I remember the early morning 5 a.m. <laughs> workouts at a, out at Bradley. At, Bra- at a high and, school, right? At Cleveland Middle, we go there. The track would be a little short, so Coach would have to mark the – Mark the cones out in lane two whenever we're doing our workouts out there. But it's just, it's such a blessing to be able to wake up in the morning, walk down the street and just go ahead and get the run over with. And just, I mean, it's, it's great team chemistry too, because uh, the track team works out at the same time as we do. So we're able to talk to each other, say good job and like have that team chemistry that I feel will be important. You mentioned earlier that nationals is in, First week in December, does that change how you guys mentally prepare for, you know, a longer into almost essentially winter at that point, a season? Does that change how you mentally prepare? Yeah, so, I mean, we we just made sure training in the summer that we don't burn ourselves out mm-hmm. with how much we're running, how much we're focusing on workouts and all of that. So up until this point, we've just focused on our fitness, which is kind of crazy that we ran so fast the first <laughs> race because – that's we scary just, we for the competition it, right now. We we were basically running off of our fitness levels and not necessarily the hard workouts that we're all just out there crushing it. You know, we we have a big workout this week, but we've had some here and there. It hasn't been as consistent as it will be later on in the season. So our progression will be interesting to see. 
um, because we've never come off this strong, but at the same time, I feel like we have a lot left to give. So Yeah, that's exciting. When, when he talks about big workouts, right, it's right. all in your perspective because what <laughs> they consider – I love when I'm, you know, maybe running myself just doing like my old man jog around the track and, you know, I'll ask him, hey, you know, what, what are you guys doing today? And they'll be like, ah, you know, just a light little workout, five miles, this and that. I mean, like five <laughs> right. miles, I would have to like train for months to get to <laughs> right, that. So right. it's a tribute to you guys. Uh, Silas, thanks so much for joining us, man. Great start. I mean, I think uh, I can hear it in your voice. I can sense it from the team. And certainly we feel it that this is going to be an exciting year. I mean, you yeah. guys obviously got off to a great start, uh, but it's only going to get better from here. And so congrats on a great start. And, man, Thank we you. look forward to catching up with you on down the line. Of course. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. We'll take a quick time out and be back with more in just a moment. This is Burnham Up Podcast brought to you by McDonald's. The Burnham Up Podcast is proudly brought to you by Smith Family McDonald's. Smith Family McDonald's is a proud supporter of Lee University Athletics. They have 10 locations to serve you. Sweetwater, Athens, Etowah, Okoy, and four locations right here in Cleveland on I-75 exit 20, 25, and 27. Madisonville and Ottawa locations as well. Smith Family McDonald's. Go Flames. Welcome back to the Burnham Up Podcast. Philip Tang, Carmen Lestoria back here with you. And Carmen, when, when Silas said that they just were running on fitness and not really in training, that's, uh, that's pretty shocking to be able to put those times up this early in the season and not really be going all out in terms of st- stress on the body in terms of getting into shape. Yeah, I think it, you know, it, it's exciting because I think we see, uh, you know, for so long, as, as we mentioned, and it was it was incredible. I mean, what a great, you know, historic run that Christian Noble had and what a great ambassador he was both for Lee and for NCAA Division Two, and he continues to be, but, you know, throughout his pro career and we're continuing to follow along with him. But, you know, it's kind of like a, a fresh start in the sense of, like, somebody else is going to have to step up now. We're going to have to kind of change the way we do things. We don't have, you know, that guy that's going to go out there and win most of the meets that he runs in. So we're going to have to be, a, you know, it's going to be a total team effort now. And Silas alluded to that, and I think those guys are up for the challenge. They've certainly learned from the best sitting under him and, and under Coach Morgan. And so, uh, you know, I think they're they're poised to kind of write their own story, and uh, it's, it's going to be exciting to follow along. I think it's going to be close in the GSC. You have Alabama Huntsville, who has won the last couple of years as a, in cross country. You have Mississippi College, which is coming on very strong in cross country. And so, you know, on the women's side, we've kind of dominated, and, yes, and I expect yes. that to continue. Uh, and the men have dominated in their own right, but it, it has been a little bit more of a close battle, particularly mm-hmm. with UAH. And so I think it's going to be another close one uh, come conference tournament time. I uh, Definitely. So, so cross country is back in action October 1st in Louisville. Yeah. And then they run on the 22nd in Huntsville again, the D2 Invitational. And then they'll have the GSC Championship November 5th in Montevallo. This, November 19th is the South Regional down at Florida Southern in Lakeland. And then, the, of course, the national championships will be in the brisk and chilly Seattle-Washington morning air. Yeah, it, it'll be cold out there in uh, the 1st of December, but a beautiful area nonetheless, the Pacific Northwest, so kind of exciting for our athletes to get to go out there. Uh, also, shout-out to the women's cross-country team who also had a very good performance as well. Uh, they finished 7th at the North Alabama Showcase, and uh, Megan Adams was named the Gulf South Conference Freshman of the Week. She ran the 5K in 1801. Uh, Lady Flames ranked 10th. Uh, men are ranked 11th. I suspect maybe when the ratings come out later this afternoon, maybe both will have worked their way uh, yes. up a few spots after that showing. Uh, but, uh, 
you know, the, it was a great showing overall for both the men and the women. So, yeah, looking forward to October 1st when they get back in action. That's a familiar track. They've been to Louisville many times over the years. That's another great D1 filled event. And so they really get to test themselves uh, against some of the, the better runners in the country. And you got to imagine that cross-country benefit from being to courses that they're familiar with and, yeah. know, and know, oh, I need to really pace myself here or right. I can push there or I need to slow down just a little bit here so I don't – hurt myself later on yeah sure familiarity with the course is important with the landscape with the weather all of that uh, being a factor so good start for the cross-country teams coming up this weekend lady flames and flames soccer on the road volleyball finally returns home after the last couple weekends on the road and we've got ourselves a whiteout coming up on friday and from the video i saw from last year it looked like last year's whiteout was a fun night it's a great night yeah so we want to encourage everybody so all of the fans make sure to wear white if you wear white you're going to get a free smoothie courtesy of tropical smoothie they will be in walker arena uh, in the lobby serving up smoothies for everybody and so yeah come on out wear white be loud it was a great atmosphere last year and so we want to pack out walker arena uh, obviously, the, the ladies have gotten off to a bit of a rough start this year, so getting a big crowd in there, they always respond to the energy of the crowd. It's a big rivalry game with Alabama-Huntsville coming into town 6 p.m., right, early, a little bit earlier start than traditional, so 6 p.m. on Friday night in Walker Arena. Make sure to come on out for the whiteout. And then the soccer teams, like I mentioned, are on the road. The women go to West Georgia and Valdosta. The men's team, there's no men's soccer at either of those places. They have one game this weekend on Friday at Auburn Montgomery, the next Monday they'll be back their final non-conference game against Shaw University at the RCC. Yeah, a big, big weekend, obviously, this past weekend for the Lady Flames. They move up in the rankings to number 14. 13. 13, excuse me. Yes, 13 in the national rankings, so moved up five spots after a big 2-0 win over Mississippi College, who was previously ranked 14th in the country, and then you got the, a 2 nothing win as well against Delta State uh, once again. Uh, stop us if you've heard this before. Ellie Chrysler was named the player of the week in the GSC. And Josie Taylor, who really uh, shined in that 2-0 two, two win over Mississippi College on Friday night, came up with a couple of big saves. She was named the GSC Defender of the Week. So the Lady Flames still unbeaten on the year. They are, uh, what, 5-0-3. Yep. And so uh, the men are 4-1-1. And, one. And, one. and so both teams are uh, – you know, are playing well, and, you know, they are off to good starts. And so the men dropped out of the top 25, but, you know, tough loss on Friday right. against Mississippi College. But I thought the men showed a lot of resiliency and a lot of poise to bounce right back and get a win on Sunday against Delta State. So, yeah, both the men's and women's soccer teams off to very good starts. We expect that men's game always a physical, you know, almost too physical. So you got to yes. keep your cool out there, AUM. Is, is off to a tough start after a good year last year. So they're going to, you, you know, they're going to want to come out and get a victory. So if the Flames can go down there, keep their heads about them, stay cool, and just play their game and come out with a win, that would be big. A couple other teams that were in action. The men's golf team finished fifth at the U, UNG Mizuno Intercollegiate Tournament this past week. Uh, Beck Burnett came in fourth place, eight under, so good showing for him. Coach Maupin probably a little disappointed with how – it ended up, but seven of the top ten teams in the country were at this tournament. Yeah, I think the Flames are right where they want to be, right? You know, they're they're the defending national champions. Listen, the fall is a tune-up, right? right? The real exactly. season begins in the spring, so you mentioned it. It was a loaded field, so a fifth-place finish is nothing to sneeze at. 
they got off to a bit of a slow start. You know, obviously, if they would have had a more typical round one, they probably would have been in right there in the top three mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, fifth place is a strong showing. Beck Burnett is in all-American form once again. Yeah. Um, and, and I thought a pretty good showing from Bennett McNabb and uh, Trey Melvin, two guys who were inserted into the lineup through qualifying that weren't in the rotation much last spring. And so that's a good sign, really, the depth of this team as well. So yeah, good showing. Once again, the fall is a tune-up for the for the men's and women's golf teams. You want to perform well. It, it all counts in kind of regional rankings and all of that, but uh, you know, I think both teams are, are, are feeling pretty good about where they're at right now. Women's golf team will actually host a tournament next Monday and Tuesday That's right. over the Cl- Cleveland Country Club, so if you want to come watch some golf, it's, it should be beautiful weather. Yeah, fall weekend. weather is going to – listen, it is going to be absolutely gorgeous, and so the fall weather, it's not going to be too hot. The sun is going to be shining. So this is one of the rare times when if you are a local fan, you have an opportunity to watch the men's and women's golf, you know, the women's golf team because so often we play these tournaments on the road. And so yeah, come on out to the Cleveland Country Club. Free admission. You can come on out, walk the course. It's a beautiful day. Cheer on the Lady Flames. Uh, it's going to be a fun two days there at the Cleveland Country Club and they do such a great job of hosting those events. So yeah, make sure to come on out and support the Lady Flames. And then the final team participating in their fall season this weekend are the Flames and Lady Flames tennis teams. They're going to Montgomery to be in the ITA Fall Regional. So it's nothing for postseason stuff, but the ITA the last few years has started doing more regional stuff just to give the tennis team something to compete in in the fall. Yeah, and it's a good measuring stick. I know Coach Hines was pretty pleased with what they were able to do a couple of weeks ago. Um, and so, yeah, these fall tournaments are important. It gives you an idea of kind of where you're at. I know he's really excited about some of the new players they brought in. He's really excited about the team chemistry. I think he feels like the culture this year is is just in a good spot. And so, yeah, I would expect big things out of the Flames and Lady Flames, and uh, this will be a good test. You're going to be yes. playing some of the top teams in the region, and so you're really going to get a feel for, okay, where are we at right now? I mean, we still got a few months before we get into the spring season, but this is a good measuring stick. All right, before we wrap it up, as always, our fired-up moments of the week. For me, it's got to be – Emily Michaela's goal, even though we lost Mississippi College, that thing <laughs> was a thing of beauty from about 25 yards out that strike. That's my fired up moment of the week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you go back on social media, you'll see it. It was a great shot, by the way. Shout out to Jonathan Murray for getting that great shot. But, uh, yeah, that was a uh, that was a big league goal. That was yes. a Champions League type goal. Uh, M.A.'s an incredible player, and that, that thing was just blistered into the back of the net. I went back and forth here on my fired up moment of the week, and uh, – you know, Josie Taylor obviously deserves a lot of credit. She was the GSC Defender of the Week and played such a great game, particularly in that win against Mississippi College on Friday. But I feel like my last couple of fired-up moments of the week have been in the soccer space. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to go with the man we had on the show today, okay. Silas Eckenrode and the Lee Men's Cross Country team in their first meet, uh, the, the post-Christian Noble era. I mean, he really stepped up, ran an incredible time. So that was my – fired up moment for the week and uh, my other fired up moment for the week was a very negative fired up moment when uh the browns blew a 13 point (laughs) lead with 155 left and i actually had to have you take over for a few moments on men's soccer play-by-play so thank you for helping welcome with that helping your partner out there tang no problem at all. Glad to do that. It was a tough moment for for you. It was and tough. I, personally, I had to I had to work through some things, <laughs> and then I came back for the second half, and we were good. 
<laughs> that's going to do it for this episode of Burn 'em Up. We'll be back next week with another guest. And again, if you want to hear from somebody, let us know. Leave us a comment, subscribe and like, and tell us who, who you would like to hear on the Burn 'em Up podcast. As always, we're brought to you by McDonald's. Our thanks to them for bringing us this podcast each and every week. For Carmen Lestoria, I'm Philip Tang. So long, everybody.